0: and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in recovery part 10 of our four keeps adventures today is june 29th 2020 and you are loved that is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these sessions this is your first time joining us consider going to youtube.com indoor adventures where you can check out all of the vods of every game that we've played since this channel went live or if you are more of an audio cast inclined individual You can find us wherever audio casts are being made available for free. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, if you go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures, you can find Nights in the Courtyard, the after show that we like to do for all of you listeners. It is currently being made. As you guessed available for free. It's just being hosted on patreon So if you want to check out what uh, thoughts comments concerns we might have after the show uh, Consider going to check that out. It's a pretty good time Uh, Otherwise, if you already support us on patreon youtube twitch all of that jazz consider going to indoor adventure no s at the end Dot redbubble.com as that is our merch store we got t-shirts we got posters we got mugs we got throw pillows we got shower curtains and now we even have protective face masks that have the symbol of tiamat upon them so if you would like to praise the queen while well, making sure to keep yourself safe out there uh hey we got you covered uh and that is it i believe for my spiel so let's get into it hey rj who are you playing tonight
1: Hey everybody, I'm RJ, and I'll be playing Kalem, the Shatterkai wizard cleric. Hi,
2: I'm LB Hackmap, and I'll be playing Gwen, the Halfling Barbarian Fighter!
3: Hi, I'm Connor. I play Arshan, he's a Draconian fighter now. That's, that's what we did. Yeah, he, him. Hey
4: everybody, I'm Wings, also known as Danai Keener, and I'm going to be playing as Coriander, the Elgin Paladin.
0: And I am the indoor Adventurer, and tonight I shall be your Dungeon Master. So, last we left off, your group had found themselves within the Temple of Saloon to the south, and using Kalem's newfound magic to be able to teleport yourselves, booted yourselves all the way up to Galay, shaving off months of travel time. Wowee, isn't it nice having the wizard back? Once you arrived at the the Calathorn Fortress, Calathorn Fortress, you began making your way back to Galay, initially on foot, uh, as you no longer had mounts uh, that were able to carry you a substantial distance. As you were making your way back to Galay, you encountered a shadowy giant figure, which you later were able to identify as a Nightwalker, a creature from the Plane of Negative Energy. Surprising no one, you defeated this incredibly powerful creature and after a brief conversation as to wondering what this creature is doing coming after your team, You were then greeted by a group of Goliath scouts uh, who were able to confirm that their chieftain was alive and well, that this large shadowy beast had been felled, and with Gwen's blessing, as well as the regenerative degenerate drinking potion, you all uh, sent them on their way and they begin making their way back to the tribe. It was at that point that we ended for the evening as nightfall crested. Uh, So... Before we move on to the morning of the next day, where you know that you will be able to reach the town of Galay, uh, Having gained a cart from Calum, just fabricating one out of a tree, uh, as well as a sturdy steed in the form of, I believe Thunderhoof was its name, the Arak Companion that the Goliaths left to you. Is there anything that you all would like to do before the evening is transpired?
1: I would like to try and
0: trance. Okay. Sounds good. So, you enter into a trance and make a religion check.
1: Oh. (laughs) Natural 20 for 27. Okay. So, Calum,
0: it takes you... A while to like reacclimate yourself to this process. You haven't really been able to be in control of a lot of yourself over these last, well, series of months. Uh, but thankfully, in this moment, you are at full capacity, full capacity to do a heckin' sleepy, and you are able to meditate. And when you do, you find yourself standing
1: outside of the doors to the Temple of Saloon. If he looks up, is there the flock of ravens that are ever-present? They are not there.
0: Uh, He'll call for Seb. Your call echoes, but is not returned.
1: I don't, don't like that. Uh, if he looks down at the plateau where the map is, uh, is there any place he hasn't been? But then, you know, there are basically marks.
0: The pathways that would show you leading to the floating city of Vaskor and then down uh, down to the Isle of Arask, where the uh, Simlacalem ended up uh, meeting their end... That pathway does not exist, but instead you see that it extends from Surt's Hellier and then moves down towards the uh, Calathorn Fortress, where you were eventually found by your companions. But there doesn't seem to be any new places that you've been.
1: He's going to go up to the doors of the library and try to see if he can open them.
0: The doors open with a, an ancient creaking sound they open themselves to you and when you look inside it is as far as the eye can see rows and rows of empty shelves there is nothing in this library that you can see Uh, It is like looking into a skeleton.
1: He'll make his way over to where the Book of Saloon is. There is no book resting.
0: The table that once was your study is overturned. And instead, littered around this place are black raven feathers.
1: He's silent for a moment before he raises a foot and kicks the desk and casts a Nevermore and just sends it flying across the room. And the sound of the
0: spell going off, and this desk just clattering echoes for a solid while through these empty hallways and chambers.
1: Tecan. This little
0: marionette figure. Approaches you.
1: Do you know what happened here?
0: They look at you and shake their head no.
1: All right. I guess it's time for me to actually have to talk to the Raven Queen. Okay. And he'll end the trance
0: there. All right. Is there while Caleb is meditating? Is there anything that the rest of the three of you would like to do? Okay. So, you are all able to finish your long rest and wake up with all of your spell slots and hit points and half of your hit die, as one normally does from a long rest the following day you know that if you set off in the early morning, uh, which is around the time that you are all, you're all accustomed to waking up. You kind of have a team, uh, like a team synergy going on. Uh, after all of your travels together, uh, that you know first one up, they start the coffee. That is your job. If you are the first to wake up, you can either pretend to be asleep or you can start the coffee. But you're all able to be on your way. And you know that the trip to Galay will last at least, again, it'll end towards closer to around midday. Uh, but Thunderhoof is very set in their way. They are easily directed. Oh, you get a nat 20 on that uh, Blood Chalice die? Bwomp, 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 bwomp. Today is a good day, my friends. So, you are all on the back of this cart, making your way towards Galay. Are there anyth- is there anything that you would like to do during this time?
1: I think Kalem is sitting in the back of the cart, and he will look over to the group. I went to the library last night. Yeah. Arjun just likes sort of choked its head. Which is good, because I thought that I wouldn't be able to, but hey, it worked. The bad news is, I think the Raven Queen broke in, all of the books are gone.
4: Whoa. How
1: do you know it was the Raven Queen? What makes you suspect that? I have, well, some evidence. The marionettes that I summon, Tikan, Seb, they call me the, well, for a while they called me the lost one, but now I'm the found one, which implies the Shadrachai heritage. But also there was a mass of raven feathers inside of the library. Ooh. You remember Cory, the, he'll point up to the sky and make a small circle. Flock of ravens that, were around. She nods. Well,
4: if the Raven Queen took them all, then we should be able to get them back.
1: What concerns me too, is she took the book that I communicate to Saloon with. Oh. And with her mastery of the weave, Who knows what she's doing.
4: Perhaps Saloon can talk some sense into her.
2: Can the gods communicate?
1: Shrugs. As
4: well as you or I.
3: Doesn't seem like any of them that we've been in contact with really talk about it though. Right.
2: Yeah. Was the constellation called again? That's gone. I think the,
3: thinker?
4: the okay. Contemplator. That's the one.
2: Does that have anything to do with anything?
3: Do we have any reason to believe that it has to do with anything? I'm sorry. What?
2: The Contemplator. That's gone. Does that have to do anything?
1: Oh, huh. Maybe. When I was under the control of Father Linar and Discovery, they had me kill some people. Uh, One of them being Father Grun, who is the great contemplator. Oh I'm so sorry, Caleb. The other ones were the keepers of the core and vision. Um, no. What were they not? No, the
0: keepers of the core and vision are the Goliaths that live near the rookery. Oh, the...
1: so it's the because I saw my notes earlier. Yeah. It's the silver quills. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds very. Really nice. Are they also
3: constellations? Wow.
1: In my nightly watch of the sky, did I only notice the Great Contemplator gone? Yeah. It's only the Great Contemplator, which is a constellation. I think these were more Acolytes. They were Acolytes to the Raven Queen, correct? No. No. Saloon. Saloon, right. Think. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I think they had me weaken her followers.
2: She's like a gab, right? So like, I mean, there's, can they really go back like that?
1: Shrugs. The more I think about it, the more questions keep popping up, and it's not a great feeling.
4: Do we know about um, the whole gods needing followers thing?
1: Caleb would have updated you with Mars.
0: Or would you guys have updated Kalem with
4: Amaris? Huh.
3: I, think, I think that's more of our... Uh, hey, that's stuff. that's
4: a lot of meta-knowledge, I feel like. Do, do we have in-character knowledge about did the her, fact that...
3: Did Amaris say that she had a follower, or was that like a nice in the Courtyard thing? It was a nice in the minute. Courtyard thing.
0: But you've seen her mm-hmm. get more... Material... Mm-hmm. She's become more physical.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: So after we check on off constantly and the dragon's dude, the dragon dude whose name is. Kendak. Kendak. And what?
3: I'll
4: check to see which direction my Corvid Skull is pointing. At this Please.
0: point, your Corvid Skull would be pointing due west.
2: Hey, Caleb. Hmm. Can you try to contact Philip again? I just gotta... I mean, like, it's, it's okay that that didn't go through, right? He didn't, like, bounce back like he's, like, dead or something, right?
1: I don't get the status of the individual that I'm sending to. If it fails, I know it fails. Did it fail? Yeah, it didn't go through. I did send
3: you did to, to get a report.
2: Yeah. Oh. Good. All right, cool. I just, you know.
3: I don't say that. Oh. I just, I just want to confirm for me. Yeah. You sent
1: Newell. Okay.
2: okay. Yeah, all right, um, cool.
1: And okay, we'll try a quick sending to Philip. Okay. Hello, this is Kalem, test one, two, three. It goes.
0: There is no response.
1: Well, the message is sent, but I didn't get anything back. I'll keep an
2: ear out. Yeah, I mean, he's probably just busy, you know, doing like hero stuff now.
4: Are you worried about him, Gwen?
2: What? No, he's fine. He's a big. He's the strongest. You know, he's the best fighter in Green Reach.
1: Second best fighter in Green wa- Reach.
2: Who's Aren't the first? From ass?
1: Green Reach. Oh gone?
2: well, kind of. I mean, I don't think that counts anymore. <laughs> I didn't get trained there. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but uh, hmm. I mean, yeah, just i did send him off to be an adventurer and he's you know doing that so you know it's good to like as yeah you know, art as arjan can understand a man manage- from a management perspective good to check on you know people you've right absolutely perfect
3: has arjan it been discussed at his non-existent watch huh.
4: Has has it been discussed at some point um, that the Raven Queen had removed her name?
0: I don't think that it had been openly discussed, but you have seen traces of it uh specifically in the uh gemery that um a raft had shown you corey where they had made uh it looked like one of those individuals was trying to say the uh the raven queen's name but it just came out as static almost
4: i see um corey will explain that to calum and say, why would something like that happen?
1: Striking your name off the record? Yes. Protection? No one knows your true name, they can't fully control you, or maybe even someone had done it previously so that they can keep the knowledge away of how to make another sundering.
3: I see. You know a lot about the power of true names. Do, does, do those even work on gods or does the fact that she was once mortal give her that weakness?
4: Would I know, Stephen?
0: Make an arcana check?
4: oh boy
0: can i assist you could uh but because Caleb is not skilled in true name magic and this is definitely more of a fey oriented question there's not much he could do to help in this situation
4: d&d beyond has been merciful i got a 19.
0: corey you are guessing that the true name of the raven's queen of the raven queen's immortal form would be something almost akin to an achilles heel i see that the rest of her quite literally the rest of her would be divine but there is just that one small fraction of mortality that is left and could be then exploited
1: i see good to know I think at some mm-hmm. point I swear, go ahead. that's a That's it's a good at some point during the journey uh, Calum is going through his bag and he pulls out the raven queen gemery um
0: Simla Calum took it from inside of a
1: rasks lair
2: oh uh what is that
1: it's a memory of the f- sundering
2: oh shit oh yeah Um, that happened while you were gone, sorry.
3: Yeah, I I do. Something that thought it was you, thought it was a good idea to have
1: it. I mean, I can see the thought process, though it does paint another target on our backs.
3: Or it could give you ransom.
1: And insight. I can try and tap into it. Well, even if you don't. I mean,
3: you suspect that the Raven Queen took a lot from your goddess. You have something that I, I assume that she would want. I really. know it's I know it's never a good idea to parlay with the gods, but...
2: Gods are scary as fuck. Yes they are. I'll
1: have to mull it over then. He'll put it back in his bag and close it. I think he'll start reading one of the books Arjan gave to him. All right, which one? <laughs> uh... Do, 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 do. Let's start with. Where is it? I'm squinting at the names right now.
4: <laughs> My goodness, I've never been able to read in a cart. I always got cart sick.
2: It <laughs> helps if you put your head between your legs.
1: But then you can't read. <laughs> I'm it's Sorry, too dark. reads? <laughs> I thought there was a book by a. something Whitehall.
0: There was, was a book a named Dieter Whitehall. Author unknown.
1: I'll try reading that one, Dieter Whitehall. Okay. Uh,
0: make an intelligence check, and this will just be to see how far you get in this book. Dirty twenty. Okay. Speed reader at heart. Uh, <laughs> and you have the sage background, right?
2: Yes. Is that something
0: yes. That Calum had. Yeah. So. Uh, Nerd. You- Nerd. You have read a book that allows you to read books twice as fast. Uh, So while you are reading the Dieter Whitehall book, you you read the story of a young dwarf who was a miner in his youth. And during that time was actually caught in a cave-in. And they called out to whoever would listen, whoever they could reach a hold of to try and help them escape, to try and get them out. And someone responded, something responded. And with their pleas, they were given a chance to escape. And after that point, they dedicated their life to this entity reading through you can recognize this entity as char it is a deity who convinced in some form or fashion or at least whitehall believed that they had been convinced to pose as a clergy member for the order of saloon the sister goddess and just to at this point in the story it was just simply to undermine the order of saloon there wasn't anything overtly malicious but then whitehall finds a child A young child that is very very clearly not from around here a young Shatterkai boy and it seems like unprompted Whitehall has an idea an idea to set things in motion for the far future to do what he believed would be a way to pay back the deity Mm -hmm. that had saved him from the cave-in all those years ago.
1: Calum gets unnaturally quiet.
4: That makes sense. He's reading the book.
1: But you can see the veins pulsing on his like neck and face. Almost heart- like a accelerated heart rate. I
4: see. Uh, I think a hand will rest on his shoulder.
1: It's, um, it's Father Linar's almost like an autobiography. She just listens. There's a lot of parallels through what I was going through but in the end how far in have I gotten?
0: How far in I would say you're about you're over halfway through this book like the raising of uh, the raising of this boy uh, is about the three quarters mark.
1: You said this was something Father Linar pulled from the library saloon or uh Shar, correct? Yeah. Well at this point it says that he had an idea. Something he wanted to set into motion involving me to repay his goddess. He'll snap the book shut.
4: What was the idea?
1: I haven't read that far yet. But I think I've read enough for today.
4: Coriol, remove the hand. If you ever want to talk about things...
1: I know. He will hop out the back of the cart and cast Fly on himself. I need some air. Alright.
0: And, Calum, as you cast Fly, it is just the same four large raven wings uh, that usually occur when you do your Blessing of the Raven Queen, but just give you speed as you ascend. (laughs) can just looks. Alright. And as you continue your way to Galay, you start actually passing individuals on the road that seem to be heading in the direction that you are coming from and from the looks of these individuals, they are proudly wearing weaponry on their sides. They seem to be in good spirits. You recognize the sort of individuals that you pass as the adventuring type, and you're guessing that this might have something to do with the shadow beast that was looming over an abandoned fortress for months on end. Uh, and you ascertain as much as they are passing you along the road. Uh, they will actually call out to your group and ask if you have seen such a beast.
2: (laughs) What's up? Yeah, no, we killed it. You're good. Sorry you traveled this far.
0: Make a persuasion check. (laughs)
2: Okay. Okay. (laughs) 22! Hey! Oh, that was perception. Hold on. (laughs) I hit the wrong button! Uh, well, that'd be twenty- or nineteen.
0: Okay, so, they are not, uh, they are not dissuaded by, uh, you claiming that you have already killed the beast. They say that they will see the- they will see the remains of this giant for themselves before the- before the week is through. And they will just continue on with their cart. They seem very full of themselves and not very, you know, not very sure of your abilities.
4: Oh, but Uh, there are no remains. It disappeared when it...
0: uh, You hear one of them call over their shoulder,
2: A LIKELY STORY!
0: And then they just keep going on their cart.
2: (laughs) Gwen's gonna be like, you can suck a dick!
0: There is a series of middle fingers that are then shot back (laughs) in your cart's direction.
2: I missed other adventures. We've been alone for too long, guys, I think. We should probably, like, mingle with the general public at some point.
4: You weren't very nice at all. They accused
3: me of lying.
2: Yeah, that's pretty common.
3: Exactly, so why would we keep mingling?
2: Uh, You can usually get them to buy you drinks
1: i gave you a tankard that never runs out of ale
2: yep you did do that yes
1: (laughs) i gave you a liquor
4: bottle that never runs out of liquor
2: yeah you did but hey a free drink's a free drink right sometimes you want local brews (laughs) support small businesses guys come on
1: Oh my God! The economy's in shambles.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, our, apparently our party's hoarding all the gold.
2: Apparently.
1: All right, but I, I don't, don't like your tone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like your word usage. Poor choice of words. Psst.
1: Sorry, sir.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. As you all are making your way uh, towards Galay, you begin cresting over uh, some of these lazy hills that you know will lead to the city itself. And you are to the point where you can see the city now, and it is it is bustling. It seems like there has actually been an influx uh, of mercantilism in the span of time that you have left uh, and are now returning. It seems again like this shadow giant creature has brought about uh, quite. It has been quite good for business, almost like a, a local cryptid style figure. Except this cryptid was real and could most certainly kill you. Uh, and it is at that point that I would like you all to make perception checks.
1: Welcome back, boy. Twenty-one.
3: Seven. Natural twenty for a twenty-six. Holy shit! Tonight's tonight. All right. Uh, 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 uh. Don't do that. This is digital dice. (laughs) Speak that. Speak that into existence. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. So,
0: uh, Arjun, you uh, with your natural, uh, with your eyes that are more accustomed to looking along the horizon, and Calum from your vantage point mid-flight. Uh, the two of you see what looks like a small gray dot leave the city, and then begin making its way in your direction. And as this gray dot gets closer, you can see that it is furry, and that it is running on four legs, and it is very happy to see the four of you.
1: And I nosedive really quickly to scoop Cyber up and bring her to the cart? Yes. <laughs> make a strength check
4: God, sorry it's it's like it's like when you let a small animal go and then it immediately gets dive bombed by a hawk <laughs> she's just coming Why for us you and say then that? 14 she, it's like okay. oh look our beloved dogs all right everybody
0: roll initiative you gotta fight that <laughs> thing to get your dog back no. <laughs> um so, Calum, you are able to grab a hold of Cybra, and it's very difficult because she's doing the dog wiggle thing, like trying to lick at your face. She's very excited uh, to actually see you and yours, but your group has been reunited with your faithful companion, who does look like she's grown just like a little bit in the last uh, in the last set of months, uh, but she's still your wolf.
2: baby <laughs> ah we're a okay.
0: thank you for the raid
2: oh wait raid kitten hold on oh stop running around come here oh come here it's caleb wait yes stay
4: hydrated everybody
2: <laughs> caleb and Arjun look very similar when they're not right next to each other come here, come here. Cool.
4: here. all
0: right so Caleb has brought forth uh, your faithful companion Cybra to your group and she is just like doing the excited dog thing. Uh, she is just wiggling back and forth very excitedly. Uh, like tr- kind of jumping. Have you guys have you guys ever taught Cybra that jumps are bad? No. Like, okay, cool. She's full jumping on people then. Like just paws onto onto chests. With Gwen, it is paws on shoulders and then just like a bunch of face kisses. Cyber Gwen is. just
2: like full on nuzzles her back.
0: Oh yeah, for Gwen, this counts as a shower.
1: Gross.
2: First one in weeks.
0: Technically months, but that's alright. So, you guys are now reunited with your companion uh, and she is just very excited to be near you and yours. And you know that you still have about 10 minutes or so left until you actually can reach the city of Galay proper.
1: Quick sending to Prescott. Um, Prescott, it's Kalem. Syrah found us. We're 10 minutes out from the North Gate. See you soon.
0: Uh, And you get copy that. See you shortly. And as your group arrives at the northern entrance of the city of Gile, uh that is when you see two of your old adventuring uh, companions, Calum. There is Prescott and Mugwort, and Mugwort looks like uh, they shaved their beard At some point and are in the process of actually growing it back out Uh, and Prescott actually has a pretty nasty scar uh, from what you can see it looks like the escape from the ASMR laboratory uh, was a little bit more dangerous than they were able to express in 25 words or less Uh, but uh, when they see their group When they see your group, Mugwort just, like, begins just booking it towards you. And you hear him yelling, And he just jumps and dive-tackles you, Calum, if you will let him.
1: Uh, Calum had hopped off the cart with his hood pulled up, but then he's immediately (laughs) side-tackled. And Mugwort
0: uh, picks you up. And you can like feel the bones in your lower back pop as he just gives you a a little bit too tight of a squeeze, and he says, "I never thought I would see you again. I'm so happy to, uh, I'm glad you're safe." And he I just sets you back down and like grabs the side of your face and just like plants a big one on you, and then pushes you back and just is laughing to
1: himself. It's nice to see you too, Mug.
0: Where's the scar on Prescott? Uh, the scar on Prescott is, it's on the upper lip and goes upwards uh, to give him what looks like almost a permanent scowl, uh, nice. but uh, that scowl breaks uh, enough for him to, uh, to actually cast a smile towards your group, uh, uh, but you do know that there is a missing presence here, the missing presence of Farron.
4: But before she notices that, um, Corey's going to look at Prescott and say, uh, you've got something right here.
0: And Prescott uh, will roll his eyes and say, very funny. I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> it suits you. you. And he, he said it was good. Uh, it's good to see you.
4: Uh, and then she kind of chuckles and says, it suits you.
0: (laughs) And uh, when he smiles, the indentation that is now on his lips actually shows more of his canine. Uh, (sighs) So he has a little bit of a fangy smile.
4: That's awesome.
2: What's up, guys?
4: And then we notice that there's someone missing. (laughs) What did we miss?
0: Well... Why don't we just go to Keller's and we can fill you in on everything that you've missed in these last while. And uh, they end up, uh, you end up going to Keller's and Mugwort will actually, uh, like Pat Prescott on the back uh, and says that he's going to go and get the biggin. Uh, And you are guessing that when he says he's going to get the big in, he's referring to your large red uh, draconian companion. And Mugwort will part ways with you and you are all brought in to a hip-hop and happening tavern. It seems like the first time when you had gone into Keller's where it was very full of like old fishermen and other townies that just look like this is the one bar in town this is where they go to there's a plethora of adventuring types that are here now and it seems like whereas before the owner who was also the bartender was the only one staffed there are actually other individuals that are running around uh earning coin by making sure that all of the adventurers and other travelers that have come to galay are taken care of
3: what was this place called
0: Uh, This was just called Keller's Bar, or I think Keller's Tavern was the name of it. And Prescott will motion for you all to sit. Uh, And after a round of drinks are ordered, uh, and it seems like two more drinks were ordered as well and set at the table and that's around the time uh that Kendek and mugwort will enter into the bar and mugwort will uh like put his hand up towards your group uh to kind of like get a good sense of where you are in this place but Kendek just like unceremoniously points you know you're not supposed to point with a single finger because it seems accusatory you usually want to like direct with two Kendex a single finger pointer Uh, and you see that he gets uh, as much of a smile on his face as a draconian is able to Uh, as you guys are used to Arjan it's more of like the open mouth just like yeah Uh, but they make their way over towards your group as well and a lot of you, uh, begin to sit down, and as you do, Kendek will, uh, look towards the rest of you, and he just says, I thought you'd never come back. Glad you stayed. And he nods, and then, uh, takes a large sip, and looking at his attire, uh, he's wearing Newer-looking bracers. It seems like the gear that he actually has on him seems fresher than when you had uh, Than when you had last left him wearing old bandit hand-me-downs. Uh, it seems like he has actually uh, got a, a pretty decent selection on himself. Uh, but most notable, he is wearing a very large, very heavy-looking apron. Uh, that seems to have some kind of soot on it and there are uh, metallurgy tools that are tucked into the front pouches. Uh, it Looks like he has been helping out a smith uh, in the time that you have been away and he will let you know uh, effectively as such that for the first couple weeks after you disappeared he had just stayed at Keller's uh, giving the giving the barkeep money to just let him stay here, uh, but he realized he was idle hands. He needed something to do, and he ended up um, joining with a uh, a dwarven blacksmith who doesn't really talk very much. Uh, Here in town, and he has just been helping them out in the Forge Uh, His affinity for fire and his resistance to heat has been a huge help And with the influx of all of these adventuring types going after this shadow giant uh, business is booming Kendek is uh, In a strange way, it seems like he has found some form of purpose with himself at least a piece of purpose. Uh, Mugwort uh, does not mention the fact... Uh, he doesn't even seem to like really draw attention like, Oh, look at how well my beard is coming in again. Uh, but you can tell it's not to the full capacity that it once was. Uh, and Prescott will inform you of what happened uh, the night that you all went missing. After the main group had left... Uh, Into the uh, had gone through the teleportation circle, and it was, uh, and it was Prescott, Mugwort, Cybra, and uh, just those three. They had tried successfully with Discovery dead, with Elisharis dead, with all of these main figures of power. They cleared out a spot uh underneath the laboratory and locked themselves in uh in this uh hidden place around nightfall they began to hear screams and shouting coming from the uh coming from the uh god what is it the opening above in the middle of this fortress and from what they were able to gather using Prescott's magics, that was the night that the Shadow Giant showed up. The ASMR saw this thing, heard that their leaders, multiple of them, were either dead or missing, and many of them just scattered. Uh, It seems like without any sort of direct line of leadership uh, they weren't exactly the most uh, plan-oriented of individuals, and the fortress seemed to just fall apart in terms of its defense uh, shortly after that. However, when uh, while waiting for the following day, uh, Prescott and Mugwort ended up then departing uh through the fortress itself but along the way were met by other individuals who had also hid out until morning and that's where mug or that's where Prescott's scar came from uh and they just did their best to try and destroy as much of the research that they could find not knowing what it was but knowing that the individuals that they had been going up against and from what you had told them There didn't need to be a second discovery. Uh, And then they explain that Farron died during the fight. Uh, It seems that they had tried to reason with this individual, but the man that they knew was gone that he had been replaced by a figure that had called themselves jackal or at least had been named jackal hyena hyena that one jackal was our friend hyena is the laughy chuckle boy um so they knew that there was some form of magic that was at work here that had caused Farron to be this way, but they weren't going to write off their fallen companion as just a casualty. And they explained that they actually buried him uh, several miles out of town atop a hillside facing over the lake. Uh, Farron was actually from this general part of the continent. He always enjoyed looking at that lake, so they set him there so that way it would be his final resting place and it is at that point that Prescott actually will reach into his traveling satchel and he pulls out a bundle uh, and this bundle is about three feet long and after they let you know what had happened with Farron Prescott sets it in front of you Calum. And he says, he would have wanted you to have this.
1: Caelan will take a corner of the bundle and peel it off.
0: And you see Farron's sword underneath with its signature emerald inlaid in the pommel.
1: He's going to collect it and just hug it closely to his chest.
0: And there is a moment of solid uh, sol- a solemn moment, that was the word, uh, as this all takes place that is then almost immediately broken by Mugwort ordering another round of drinks for the table. Uh, as he explains that uh, he has been getting hammered every single evening since this happened because for dwarves to drink is to remember it is not to forget and Kendek just nods and graciously accepts another large tankard of the house stock and sorry guys Prescott will, he lets out a a little bit of a sigh and says that's just our livelihood, isn't it? Yeah. And if anything, now we know at least who beats off constantly. And then he will take his mug and raise it, and say, to T'Faron! to T'Faron. And you all enjoy
3: a round. I think after a, a couple moments of past, uh, Arjan will start explaining what happened to them over the past three days.
0: It's been a grip.
3: Uh, and
0: prescott like you can see that like there is like he always gets agitated when you guys tell him about all the cool shit that you've done so the fact that you're like oh yeah that's shadow giant yeah tried to fuck with us we totally blasted it it's gone now it's whatever like kendak like makes a shushing motion
3: Don't <laughs> them i think Arjun is paying more attention to you know the the time disparity between them and uh the githzerai yeah or, no get yankee yeah. the other ones and So,
2: is there anything else in the world we need to know about that happened in the last three months
0: uh mugwort will say I have heard that there are unseasonable Goliath scouting parties that have been making their way towards the ruins. I'm not sure what all that's about.
2: Yeah, that was me. Sorry. I was just making them keep an eye on stuff. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. No, I sent them back, though.
0: And, yeah, it seems like uh, as far as things that have been going on within the world itself, not much has changed. Other than just the passage of time.
2: So, we're gonna go... East next, right?
0: Weast.
3: Kendak is at the right direction.
0: Kendak nods. uh, And actually has a... uh, He says... He makes the weast joke, if anything. Uh, and, uh, says that they have, fa- uh, he knows where, uh, the tower is, but it is, at this point, uh, at least a week's journey away.
4: Uh, wait, west. And, uh, Corey pops out her corvid skull again. It's pointing west? It is also pointing west. Um, Well, we could knock out two birds with one stone, as you might say.
2: Well, uh, you're coming with us, right, guys?
0: And they they look at each other, and then uh, Prescott says, no. We were planning on going to visit a friend in Iliard's rest. Uh we were just going to be taking a boat across the lake to get there.
3: Oh, alright. to rest, that's not where Macath is, is it? No.
0: Uh Iliard's Rest is north of the Gated Glen, and you are also not sure where within the Gated Glen Macath actually settled down.
2: Right. Hm. All right. That's cool. So let's get wasted tonight, and then we'll part ways in the morning.
0: And they, Mugwort and Prescott, will look at each other and give a give a solemn nod. seems like they are they are interested in doing this, uh, especially for old time's sake.
2: Unless anyone else has any problems with that, guys. Not at
4: all. Corey glances at Calum.
0: Calum, make an insight check.
4: Bar, bar, barf, barf. Uh,
0: fourteen. With a fourteen, uh, you have. You've known Mugwort and Prescott for a while. Mugwort is acting the way that he always does but Prescott definitely seems more almost like he is walking on eggshells uh when describing the events of what happened with Farron everything like that specifically when he is like like he'll make a brief amount of eye contact with you and then will immediately break it to look to look at anyone else It doesn't affect the conversation outside of that, but it is something that you notice.
1: Um, I think Cam will nod his head and participate in drinking for a bit, but then, again, excuse himself to go outside. Okay. And Calum,
0: the booze. It does nothing. Oh. Mm. Do I taste anything? You do. It just doesn't do anything.
2: Uh, guys, did you, did we kill the bitch who, the blonde one?
1: Yes,
0: they did. (laughs) (laughs) They both give a very heavy nod on
2: that one. Solid, thanks. Check that off the list.
0: (laughs) And Kendek will ask, uh, So we set out tomorrow?
3: We set out tomorrow. unless you need to resolve anything
0: uh he will actually stand at this point and just uh finish off his tankard and uh will actually go and take care of that now rather than trying to spend uh more time in this city seems like he has been just like he picked up blacksmithing as a side gig it turned out he was good at it But he still has his main goal in mind. And now that you guys are back, he's more than willing to put aside that side gig. Also, Caleb, you wandered out of the tavern by yourself? Nope. That's what I thought. Just wanted to make sure. I
2: was just waiting for the break.
0: Cool. So, Caleb, you get up, make your way out of the tavern, and Gwen
2: chugs her drink and then follows.
1: When he hits the street, he immediately blessings of the Raven Queens all the way up to the roof of the tavern.
2: You fucking kidding me? God damn it. Gwen's <laughs> gonna try and climb up there.
1: Make an athletics or acrobatics
0: check.
2: <laughs> Which one do you think I'm better at? Uh,
0: athletics.
2: <laughs> I have a plus nine versus a plus one. 21.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh,. With the strength that you have, it's basically just, like, fingers into the sidewall. Into the sidewall. Like, you are just pulling yourself up on the side of this building.
2: You know what? Uh, no, this is what happens. Gwen rages. Grayskull pops up on the roof next to Calum and just gives him a wave. And just then Gwen body. trades places with him, using her thing. And she's just there, and then waves down to Greybeard and dispels him, dispels Ooh. him. Greybeard's <laughs> just <laughs> walking by. Hey! Oh, hey! Um,
0: as you are doing this, you actually hear people, like, these look like towners. They have just existed in Galay for a time memoriam, and they say under their breath, I fucking hate adventurers. And they just continue walking as you're using these spirits, teleporting, yeah. leaving spirits behind. It's just a fisherman who's like, ah, fuck this.
1: Like he's at, <laughs> Dan's gone to shit. I gotta move.
2: Fucking <laughs> nobles. Oh, different game. Um.
1: When Gwen chill. gets up there, she notices that the wings on Caleb have just folded over himself, like a little dome.
2: Um. Does Caleb look like he doesn't want to talk?
0: Well, he got six seconds before those wingies dissipate. So.
1: just there clutching the scimitar it was a short sword Uh, sword. technically
0: it was a saber so like it was more short sword oriented but it did have a little bit of a curve towards the top
2: sorry to hear about uh farin yeah He was a solid dude. I mean, if it's okay with you, I'd like to do kind of a, in the Goliath society, we have a tradition when a a warrior goes down. uh, uh, It's it's like a song. It's kind of like a remember him thing.
1: I don't think I've ever heard you sing before.
2: Fair, but honestly, it's kind of a lot. Well, I mean, it's half shouting, half singing, but I'll keep it down.
1: Cam will nod his head.
2: When we will do uh, the song of the fallen?
1: Make a performance
0: check.
2: Oh, remember hi. me,
0: though I have I to have say to goodbye.
2: <laughs> She's <laughs> Wait, trying to keep it down. A twelve. <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: there are like in the midst of your song, you hear uh, you hear people that are walking below. She's like, keep it down. Like they. Don't seem to read into the social context at all.
2: Gwen just breaks the song. Hey, fuck you. Just, oh. And then goes back to it. Well, I never... <laughs> We just lost a friend. Fuck you. Pearl clutching. Goodness. Uh-huh. Thomas, I can't believe this. <laughs> this town used to be so nice.
0: And uh, yeah, you're able to get through your Song of Remembrance.
2: Sorry, I'm a little rusty. It's the
1: thought that counts.
0: Arjan and Corey, make perception checks. Eight. All right, neither of you hear Gwen singing. That's what it was for. All right, so Corey and, or, uh, Caleb and Gwen are on the roof of this here building. Uh, Corey, you, Arjan, and the remainder of Off Constantly, uh, Are still here uh, having their drinks is there anything that your group would like to do uh, to prepare for setting out in the following day
4: you're muted I haha, I was already unmuted, and then I muted myself to speak. Amazing. Um, Corey will finish a couple of drinks, um, and then she'll head out and summon Ambleforth to see if her father has responded yet.
0: OK. Um, do you summon Ambleforth just in town, or are you going outside of town to do this?
4: I think remembering what happened last time, she will head a little bit outside of town. Like, she'll go outside. Uh, look up over her shoulder and see Gwen and Calum on the roof. Uh, Just kind of nod affirmatively and then head out of town. Okay. Zoom. Ambleforth, I call you forward. Okay.
0: And when Ambleforth arrives, they while you're in spring form Ambleforth is still in this strange new moon form uh and you can see that they look almost a little more beleaguered they still have the same kind of horse-like gusto that this horse-adjacent creature has always had but they just seem a little thinner
4: Corey's eyes go like she, she like just kind of sighs when she sees him at first, and then her eyes go wide when she realizes she just sent him home like this. And
0: when you approach Ambleforth, there are two notes one you see is from your father, and the other note you see. What looks like a cloven hoof has popped itself on the front of oh, a on the front of a leather on the front of this letter, almost like a seal.
4: I was scared she was going to get a letter from her mom.
0: No, you recognize this, is this as Oakenheel's signature.
4: Oh no! What have you done to my little brother? <laughs> I'm in trouble with Oakenheel now. Um. Oh she she like she takes both notes and oh, she doesn't have two hands. She no. takes both notes and she fans them like a like a like car like like a hand of cards and she like looks back and forth between the two of them and then like mentally flips a coin. she's gonna open up the oak and heel one first.
0: The oak and heel one is almost berating as you read it which is what have you done to my simple brother he was such a good boy and this is what adventuring with you does
2: I'm glad I
0: didn't stick around
2: ow Indor what the fuck Oaken here he please you sure please take
0: better care of him Otherwise, I will eat every plant you care about.
4: <laughs> uh, she's going to like crumple it up, uh, and shove it in a pocket somewhere. <laughs> you just you just used a horse to scold the horse girl. That's uh, absolutely evil. Um, <laughs> crumple, crumple, stuff. Uh, very. Very, very berated, um, she opens up her father's note.
0: Okay. And looking inside of this note, it is written in the same familiar handiwork that your father always writes (laughs) you notes in. Uh, and you can see that there is, uh, that it starts off letting you know, I'm doing well, your mother is doing well, we love you very much. Things are not going great. Cyprus has made his way to the shores of Summer, and uh, let me see, because I always forget what his goddamn name is. Rudbeck. Uh, Rudbeck is doing his best to rally the kings of Summer, Uh, these incredible fey creatures that live with on the Summer Isle to face off against Cyprus but it is a losing battle and morale is getting low but it looks like they are gearing up for a final push uh, to prevent these forces from going any further. Uh, He also notes that uh, your old teacher Damian is currently acting as a mediator on behalf of the College of Spring and as a representative of the Judges Three, but the professor's words are falling on a nervous audience. He is doing his best to let the lay folk of the Feywild know that things are going to be fine, that the Judges Three are working on a way to prevent this from happening, that they are doing all that they can to... Stop or to put winter back into its own aisle but it's not working well and then there is a PS and it says by the way almost done with it just need a few more tweaks and we'll set you out right as rain I love you Coriander and there is a little sketch of what looks like your dad picking up you as a child.
4: Uh, equally uplifting and disheartening. So quite neutral when it comes down to it. Um, Corey, Will lean up against uh, Ambleforth with a fresh sheet of paper. Um, And she'll inform her father of her progress uh, and let him know that she's about, if she had to put a number to it, she's 50% finished with getting this figured out. Um, And she tries to sound as encouraging as possible. she assures him that she'll do whatever it takes. Make a persuasion check.
5: 19.
0: All right. The letter, the letter actually reads as such.
4: <clears throat> OK. Um, finishes off with uh, lots of flourish. Love you and mother lots. Um. see you soon. And fold it up, tie it to Ambleforth's horn. Uh, and she'll actually take a moment to, like, check on Ambleforth. How's he feeling? He seems to be feeling spry.
0: Like, ultimately, Ambleforth... The way that they come off, there is no change about them, but it almost seems like parts of them are getting... Not necessarily thinner in a physical sense, but thinner in a veiled sense. Like parts of them are almost disappearing.
4: I see. Um, she'll. And they hold just his... give you a blep. Aw, Ambleforth. Uh, she'll rub his neck uh, and then uh, touch foreheads with him and send him away.
0: And Ambleforth will disappear out later, and yeah,
5: and nothing.
3: Arjun. Uh, whenever Arjun has a moment alone, uh, he would very much like to get a report renewal. Uh, just like check up, just like hey, did we ever hear back from Philip?
0: Newell will appear to you. I'm assuming that you've all rented rooms uh, in Keller's. Thankfully, uh, Kendek Kendek has, like, worked out a deal where it was one of those, like, hey, my friends are coming back. Here's a down payment for when they do arrive. Kick whoever's out in those rooms previously. Those are our rooms now. And he was so big uh, and rather intimidating about the whole thing that Keller just agreed to do whatever the big fire-breathing dragon man said. Uh, so you are able to have uh, this alone room. And Yule will uh, step out of the shadows uh, towards you and say, My liege, I was unable to find them. And this is not something that I take lightly. I've heard the term out of sending range used before, but I'm not sure what it is meant until now. okay this coin has not been returned so i know that they are not dead just and they say this with the utmost uh pain in their voice they are outside of my abilities
3: and what is outside of your abilities. Because, I mean, were you still able to see mine whenever it was in the astral plane? Yes, Your Grace. And and you're definitely able to see things whenever they're in the hells? Yes, Your Grace. And here? They nod again. So what's outside of that?
0: I communicated with those that are in the heavens, regretfully, but we do have, we have eyes. They did not see Philip Spicebottom either. The last that anyone had heard was they were heading towards the gated glen in the south. And they encountered I believe the squirrel said a house. Oh dear. Does this mean anything to you, your grace?
3: and he will uh brief his dear dear majordomo on the mansion of mames here and exactly where we'll appear and tell Newell not to go there
0: and you when you tell them not to go there they have a pretty like placid look all the time but you can tell that like their shoulders like slouch a little bit they are Clearly relieved that they do not have to go to this place.
3: That's helpful. That's very helpful. Gwen's gonna fucking murder me.
0: We you do not have to tell her, my liege. I know. I fear that you will.
3: You're correct. (laughs) Well,
0: should my services follow you to this place, they give you a steady bow.
3: And so be it. should she be available and willing, and of course.
0: Hmm. Of course, Your
3: Grace. You don't happen to know anything about this tower that Kendak and I are about to go to? You
0: will... Shakes their head. It was not on... It was not within my realm of interest before
3: even if it might be the location of Tyler
0: and you'll just like squints their eyes and growls at that name Should you wish it, I can look into this for you.
3: We're heading there there starting tomorrow. Should be about a week. If you have any leisure and if you can remain undetected.
0: (laughs) The hardest part of that will be leisure time. Remaining undetected is my forte.
3: i appreciate it Newell. And
0: they nod it is of no concern your grace
3: all right did my thing all right
0: and newell will recede into the shadows and as they do that is where we are going to go into our break for the evening. So I'd like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop on by and join us so far. We're going to try and be back in 5-10 to 10 minutes. So don't go to a place unless it is to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com That's indooradventure. No S at the end. And you can find yourself picking up some sweet merch, mayhaps. But until then, we'll see you guys shortly. Alright, everybody. bye bye.
2: Then we're back. Steven! What? I just picked up this beautiful new notebook uh, wow. for my Gwen Notes at redbubblecom And I thought it'd be interesting if I copy some of my notes from my old Gwen notes over into this new notebook.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Did you find any old fun notes?
2: Um actually it's just a list of people Gwen's fucked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Those are still old and fun sometimes is mugwort on there can't
2: forget about him
0: (laughs) so with that uh it is actually uh at this point getting closer to nightfall uh as newell seems to be more comfortable appearing at night as well uh corey you went out while it was getting nearer to dusk and calum you and gwen have been on the roof of keller's bar long enough that keller has come out looked at you and like started to tell you to get down but then like you see mugwort look up and like give him a few extra coins and he just shrugs and goes back in uh there is a little bit of public eye looking at your group just because you're sitting on top of a roof in the middle of otherwise the day and it's not like there's roof seating here uh but Is there anything uh, that Calum and Gwen would like to do as night approaches? And looking up into the sky, uh, this is the day of a new moon.
2: Uh, Did we tell him about Amaris?
0: I don't think you have.
2: Uh, She sees him looking up at the moon, and she's like, "Um, so when you were gone, uh, we had your shield still like after the the not you kind of melted and uh, amaris came out and we kind of had to fight her she turned into this like well she was like really upset that we took her away from you but we kind of didn't like you know it's just that it happens with the shield thing it's not like we summoned her i don't think we summoned her i'm not sure how that works but this kind of owl thing came out of it and we had to fight it and and we defeated it and she was okay but she kind of you know wasn't emotionally okay and i think that's when you got brainwashed cuz she wasn't there
1: so that's why the symbol of Shars on my shield then
2: yeah. Yeah. I I think she's still in there, though. I mean, do you feel her presence?
3: DM?
0: You've never really, like, base felt Amaris's presence within the shield, unless it was at a full moon.
1: <clears throat> There's no way for me to communicate with her outside of the full moon, correct? No. That is correct. He'll move off the roof and onto like the. I imagine they're sitting like at the edge of the roof, but he'll move to the middle of the roof and set his shield down. He will send a prayer up to Saloon and see if she responds to him. Make a religion check.
0: Okay. Uh, The response that you get is that from the deepest blacks of the inner ring of this shield, this inner disk, you see what look like seven very small stars. They are still present just faint.
1: Well, that can't be good.
2: Do we have to, like, cleanse your shield or something?
1: I'm going to... see if I can. Saloon's presence is here. She's still watching over me, at least. But she's very weak.
2: The saloon is weak? Like, in watching you, or in general?
1: Maybe in general her library was raided and a significant amount of more powerful followers were decimated.
2: And you said the gods talk, right?
1: Sometimes.
2: Do you think the Tempest could check in on her? Are they friends? How would I put
1: it in a way that's the most undisrespectful to? I don't think the jock wants to speak to the nerd.
2: What do you mean? I mean, he's oh. a cool dude, right?
1: Kind of does the eh sort of thing.
2: <laughs> Quick <laughs> cut chef. to just
0: ships sinking in the middle of the ocean.
1: <laughs> cut to Gwen getting punted in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he's like a warlike deity, and my goddess is about like, peace and stuff. So I don't know. You could try
2: talking to him. He doesn't usually talk back, but I thought it might be worth a shot.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's a great idea, either, because, one, you're making a demand of a god that...
2: (laughs) I would never make a demand of Tempest. I met the dude, kinda. I just saw his foot, but he is terrifying.
1: No feet on Twitch. (laughs) I won't... I'll try contacting her again on... A full moon.
2: It's a long way away.
1: I think she just needs time to recuperate after that loss. Yeah. Maybe if we gained more followers, it would help. But I'm not one to evangelize. I'm not a great public speaker.
2: Yeah, and I can't help with that at all and made very clear to me that that's not okay. Fuck.
1: Cool. We'll figure it out. All right. We always sometimes do in the end.
2: I mean, we haven't not done it yet. There are just things that are, like, pushed down the line a little bit.
1: It's one thing that remains constant with us. It's we have far too much on our plates.
2: Maybe we can outsource some. I mean, that's what Arjan's doing, right? I
1: don't think he would take it very well if I tried to start up a rival company. Take away all his work.
2: Well, not necessarily in this regard, but in like all the other things that we have to deal with. I mean, we have off constantly. There's a bunch of fucking adventurers here. If we pay them enough, they'll do whatever we want.
1: i will mull it over. Right. He'll walk to the edge of the roof and just step off.
2: Fucking one <laughs> follows.
1: OK.
0: Sounds good. So, uh, Corey. After you have written this letter back to your parents and sent Ambleforth on their way, it is getting to be nightfall, and you can tell that it is the day of a new moon. Uh, is there anything that you would like to do while you are out here in the woods by yourself?
4: Not necessarily. (laughs) This isn't a special night to her. So she's just going to go for a walk, I think.
0: Okay. And as you are going for a walk, make a make a history check. 5. Okay. So as you are walking, Um, You end up finding yourself in the middle of a glade and it just seems to be rather vacant and under normal circumstances you would assume that there would be a lovely moonbeam shining into the center of this glade but instead it is just this rather fulfilling darkness that is around you. and. You begin to think about everything that's been going on for these last set of months ever since you ever since you died the first time with the Raven Queen and had your seasons removed. You have felt anxiety, you have felt anger, you have felt unease. But with a lack of winter in your life, there has been a lack of an opportunity to feel sorry, to feel any kind of sorrow about what has happened. And your own words begin to echo into your head. You recall the note that you just received from Oak and And the words that echo are, I did nothing wrong. You recall taking the book from Char's library. And again, you did nothing wrong. You recall reaching out to Ella multiple times. And with each time, again, you did nothing wrong and that feeling of sorrow takes you in this moment it is very hard for it not to it has been incredibly overwhelming to say face in front of your friends consistently but in this moment it is incredibly difficult and you hear footsteps and they approach from the glade to the east and make their way towards you and you hear a voice a voice that you heard several days ago while you were within a library that you felt like you probably shouldn't have been in and the voice says What troubles you, my child?
4: Um, She's got her hand clutched over her heart. uh, And tears have begun to slip down her eyes or her cheeks from her eyes. That's how tears work. Yes. Um, (laughs) God. Um, I think that she just sobs for a moment. Um, I don't think she necessarily has words just yet.
0: And there is a... You feel the presence of a hand on your back. And it is... oddly comforting. And almost reassuring. And the voice says again, it's all right, it's all right. You're allowed to feel this way. And when you look in the direction of the voice, you see a woman uh, with full moon glasses, hair as black as midnight, pulled up into into a tighter bun. Uh, And she is wearing these very beautiful, uh, but still uh, conservative, purplish, uh, like a purple dress gown. And she looks towards you with these eyes that are almost pure black, but ringed with purple around them. And she says, it's all right.
4: understand. Does Corey know who she is? Corey
0: would, with a history check, I don't think that Corey would, since you only got a five on the history. Um, but you can make a religion check. As the way that this individual stands about themselves, there seems to be some some very telltale sign of otherness about them.
4: Let's see. all right I I'm gonna not make a check. Uh, i I feel like she's just unsure. Um, but she does sense some otherworldly mess about her. She's just going to look at her cautiously. Um, and understanding that this being must know at least a little bit of what's going on with her, just say, I only wanted. I wanted to be able to fix things. I. I just wanted some control. I wanted... power.
0: And the the figure nods, and will take Corey by the chin and just, with her thumb, wipe away the tears. And says, That is what I have done my best to give you. Queen of Ravens made it difficult for you to go between your forms. Have you not found it easier as of yet?
4: You you did this.
0: She smiles and nods. But I have Coriander Quill, And this I did for you. We entered into an agreement of sorts, and you borrowed a book from my library.
4: This isn't what I wanted. You- you said! You gave it freely!
0: And I did. Just as you took it freely. There is no wrongdoing in this matter.
4: You, you hurt Calum.
0: And she will give a, kind of like a sad sigh. And she says, I did nothing to your friend. What those who do in my name have done to your friend is a different matter, and for that I am sorry, but I myself had no hand in it.
4: She shakes her head and just turns away from her.
0: There are those Coriander often fear what they don't understand so what do you well do you fear me
4: did she true name her earlier she did um corey will turn back look her look at her in the eye um and then just kind of look down at the ground and say yes i have gone
0: by many names i have been the lady of loss the dark goddess the night mother and many more names from people who have all been but forgotten but i remember them And from the darkness, I hear cries for help. Pleased to take away memories too painful to hold on to and the final words of love shared between explorers of the deep. Freely do I receive this knowledge. But all too quickly, my sister bemoans my existence. I am not a villain, as you believe me out to be. It is through my blood, well, the child of my blood, that mortals were gifted the abilities of the arcane. But soon Mistra too turned on me. And I have been left to myself ever since. You fear me because you do not understand me, which is why I want to let you know I'm here to help. I am here to help when you have done no wrong. And when my sister and her cohorts choose to remain silent because you have chosen to do business with me, because I remember the forgotten things. So I ask once more, what is it that you fear of me?
4: What do you want from me? Because it's that which I fear.
0: And she pauses and says, what I want for you is You to be back where you're supposed to, Corey. Your quest is a cyclical one. In order to regain the, af- the abilities that you once had, you must deal with the Queen of Ravens. Is this true? She nods. Then in order to help you, as I do, I have given you a means. It may be lesser known, but I am not fond of this raven queen. When the world was still young, my sister and my daughter gave mortals magic. They gave them the ability to do as they saw fit. They gave them the weave. And what is it that the mortals did? They used its power for their own selfish ends. Most of all, her. What do I want from you? I want to see you successful. For your success would mean mine as well. Because I fully understand that you did nothing wrong.
4: Successful. And what exactly do you want me to do with her?
0: The deities that you have called upon have remained silent because you choose to deal with the likes of me. You wanted to learn, and were punished for it. For while there are many who fear the unknown, the gods above all fear something else. We fear true understanding. All gods want to keep hold of their secrets, and for a mortal to learn of that hidden knowledge is to place them onto an even playing field. If you were to pursue this name of the queen, she would be no different than you. Be no different than your friends.
4: If you had her name before, why couldn't you just do it?
0: And she shakes her head and says, And it's not my role to play. In my own way, I have been locked into the darkness. I have stayed there for as long as there has been night. But she infringes upon, well, aspects of my domain. Why couldn't I name her? I could. But a god naming another god does nothing. But a mortal to name a god. Now there is something quite intriguing indeed. I have seen how hard it is for you. To hold yourself together through these times to be the beacon that people need you to be even when you don't feel like you can carry on there is power in a name coriander so to you should you take it i'll give you the blessing of a new name One that would only be known between you and I. And with it, not even your judges would hold a glimpse of power over you.
4: But I assume you would.
0: That is not what I do. Do not use names to bring harm to others. I give these names so that you may take your own destiny. For if you are to be a light, I will gladly be your shadow.
4: I'm going to do an insight check. Do an insight. (sighs) Or insight or perception. Okay. It's not good either way. Um, An 11 for perception. Okay. With,
0: as Char is talking to you, You look down towards the ground as you consider these options and you see that there is a small pool in the ground of where your tears have fallen. And it seems like they have all collected into a small enough place that you are able to see your own reflection looking back towards you and there are what almost look like hairline fractures along your porcelain skin and it looks strained and when you look up at Char her eyebrows are slightly raised and you can see that she has those lines in the in her brow where someone who reads an awful lot of books always kind of has that like look of concentration but even those have been slightly alleviated you can see that there are some strands of gray that peek through her otherwise black hair and in this moment she looks she looks like an old friend And you realize that every night that you have been out on the rooftop with or without the moon, there has been somebody who has been watching over you. And in Shar you find an odd sense of reassurance.
4: She starts to reach out towards her. Uh, and hesitates. If my friends knew, they would never forgive me.
0: And Char reaches down into the pool of tears that you have left, and you see her cup the side of your jaw within the pool, and she lifts up on the reflection and you see that there is this porcelain mask that seems to come out of the pool with her and she says, then we shall keep it our secret, if your friends would never forgive you for doing what you felt was right. then I have one question to ask you. You believe wholeheartedly that everyone is worthy of salvation. Do you believe that of yourself? That the ends with which you are willing to go to, to save not just your home, but this place as well, Do you believe that you would be able to come back from them, and that your friends would be able to see that you were just doing it to help? If you were to take this mask and don it, you would be as you were, your beast would look as it ever did and you would have control again the raven's barriers would no longer prevent you from assuming the form of the season you wish to embody and you could be whole again I am not a villain. I bestow gifts upon heroes when they are needed. I am here
5: to help.
4: Uh, Corey is considering a lot of things at this moment. She's considering the fact that when she gets back to the Feywild, Cyprus may not be the only thing she needs to face. That it's entirely possible that the judges three are going to be an issue as well. And she needs to be separate from them. Um... She is considering the fact that she is not entirely. Uh, she she has always been willing to put herself in danger for her friends, and she's considering the fact that she told her father that she would take care of this at any cost. She takes the mask.
0: And as you take this mask, it is such a reassuring feeling holding this. This is the glue that will keep your fracturing self from separating. You feel like this will allow you to stay whole regardless of the pressure that is applied and as you accept this mask and i assume then go to put it on you feel it conform onto your face and touching it it feels like skin this is just another layer on top of your otherwise pristine face and as you do, Shar nods and takes out a quill and hands it to you and says, Write your name in the air in front of you. She does. And Shar will take the quill back and she pricks her finger and as she does she lifts it up and you see what looks almost like this deep reddish ink that seems to spill from the wound and she makes a long diagonal slash one way a long diagonal slash the other way over the name Coriander Jonquil, and writes above it uh Nixaya Kamal in this reddish text, and you see the name Coriander then shudders and fades away as this reddish name seems to also begin to fade away. And Shar will nod and tells you that. She is proud of you. And she will put a another reassuring hand onto your shoulder, and it is warm. It feels warm. And in the strangest sense, it feels almost like home. And Shar says. Unlike my sister and her cohorts, I will listen. And I will be here for you. Should you ever need advice or my aid, simply look to the shadows. Go towards where it is most dark and you will find me. You'll always find me. And Corey, as she says that, you put your hand over hers and close your eyes. And when you open them, she is gone.
5: She
4: she stands alone in the darkness for a
0: good long while, I think. And when, now that you have this mask applied to your face, and you look down at this pool of water that your tears had created, it is Spring Cory. It is... The same kind of spring Cory that was there at the start of this adventure. There is no muting to the color of her hair. There is no... any. There is no, like, underlying sense of tension or malice. Visibly, from what you can see, everything is fine. She smiles. Okay. Is there anything else that you would like to do in this wood?
2: No.
4: She should said. Uh, she should get home and have a long rest. Sounds
0: That <laughs> seems good. important. Yep. All right. So, uh, Corey is making her way back to Gilley. Uh, Gwen and Calum. And Arjan, the three of you are inside of your respective rooms in uh, at Keller's Tavern. Is there anything that you guys would like to do uh, while Nightfall is about you? You know that Cory often will just leave town, but normally she's fine. Uh, what's the worst that could happen? She goes skinny dipping and like has a has a weird elk like saddle up next to her afterwards? That's happened
3: before. Plenty of times. I'm going to fill Gwen in on Philip.
2: Please do. What does he tell her? Uh, hey, Gwen. What's up? Uh, Eyes so... on Calum as he walks across the room.
3: So, I checked in on Philip. I tried to. I think he's in the Manor of Roots here.
2: That's the one with the Hag Mother, right? Right. Um, so we're divert- Wait, wait. How did he end up there?
3: Apparently, uh, once he was done in Shroudport, he was headed to the Gated Glen, and apparently he found a house. And now- Uh, my resources which have been able to find us in the Astral Sea, in the Hells here apparently also in the Heavens, which I really should have asked more about uh, did not find him
1: that would make sense
2: so where is he? the the, the manor moves, right? right so is he like gonna be there? It's gonna take us, like, a month to get down there. Is he gonna be stuck there for, like, years?
3: Possibly. I can tell you that he's not dead.
2: Well, that's fucking reassuring. Calum wasn't dead, and he went through hell. And he wasn't with a fucking hag.
1: I think it was comparable, though. I don't wanna...
2: Sorry, Calem. Okay, well, how do we find it now? Is it still there?
3: I mean, we have the locations of where the manor is going to appear, right? Yeah. Indoor that. Yeah. The, the Hag Mother did give us that. She did.
2: I'm going to look at that map. So, where's it going to be next?
0: Well, where is it now? Tonight is a new moon. So, look on the map wherever that there new moon indicator is. And that's, that's where that house will one, be. That's one, right? Yep.
2: Okay.
3: Gwen, we are not prepared to go there. What do you mean? We are not prepared to go there.
2: In what capacity? We can kick anything's ass that we come across.
3: Gwen, every time that we have gone against a hag, one of us has
2: died. Is that true?
0: Yep outside of the Christmas episode. But one of you was already dead fighting that, so I don't think Wolf really counts.
2: We fought two, right? Yeah. Yeah, but we came back.
1: We can't keep banking on coming back.
2: So what, we're just gonna leave him to die? (sighs) And what's the alternative here? We either go there, or we just Condemn him to whatever the fuck that hags doing to him. What if they're brainwashing him like Caleb?
3: Then we'll take care of it. Win uh, Arjan is just like rubbing his eyes like he clearly does not want
1: to engage with this. Okay, and we'll look over the map. Is There's not one near the tower, correct? There is
0: not one within the tower, I don't believe.
2: No, it's all uh, either on Iliard's Rest or south.
1: Could I either make an insight or survival check to try and plot out a course to the tower and then to the nearest house from there in regards to the phases of the moon? You sure could.
2: Just to be clear, the the left side, is it the moon waxing? Uh,
3: it builds the up right on the right side. Mm.
2: OK, so it'll be in uh, Kella's forest? Kella's something?
3: Kella's
0: fork.
2: Fork. It's covering the thing. That's OK. So that's that's where it'll be next
1: yes 18 uh
0: 18 to plot the course okay uh to plot the course you'd be able to plot the course uh calum you also know that outside of traveling to the tower the and then to uh the house after you could always reach the tower, spend a series of days waiting until the moon is close enough in its position to Varanoke, and that's where one of your teleportation circles is, is at the Temple of Saloon, which is down towards the south. Would I'll relay that lot of process.
1: information to the party.
2: Okay, how long is that gonna be? Wait, I would know how long that was gonna be. We use the stars in the moon for travel. How long is that going to be?
0: Uh, looking at this, it will be there in about 10 to 12 days. Oh, okay. So if you leave, it'll take you roughly about five to six days to get to the tower. You could spend some time there and then... Uh bamf down to Varanoke, or get there, bamf down, and then spend time waiting for it to appear.
2: Right, right. If, okay.
1: If we need to, we'll spend some time here, and mm, we could take the day tomorrow to do shopping to prepare ourselves or whatever the hell we're going to be doing. If I can get into contact with Olivia, I can see where she is, and if it's if she's near the island of Arrasque, then... We can bamf over to her, do shopping on ask, and then bamf to Varanoke.
2: Arjan, you look perplexed. Are you upset with this? That's,
3: this is fucking suicide.
2: Okay, so what? What do you want to do? Should, do we get people? I mean, if we go to Oliviette, we can grab the whole fucking crew.
3: Sure. Yeah, we could go. We get more people, or we could deal with. We could deal with the situations that we have right now. Is Corey's this not damaged. a
2: situation that we don't have right now?
3: Do you really think that we are fully equipped to deal with this? Every time that we have fought a hag, one of us has died, and now we're going against a hag mother, who is apparently stronger than all the rest of them. Corey's missing just about half of herself. Kalem's
1: missing his fucking soul. And that isn't to say we're not only fighting against the Hag Mother. It's a house of hags.
2: This is someone I care about. If this was Kalem, we'd go in there without even thinking. I mean, we'd think about it, but we'd, we wouldn't be hesitating. We just took out a whole fortress of people for Caleb. Why can't we do that for Philip?
1: Okay. Did you guys update Calum on the letter that was read with the hag? no, but this is a great time to ask about it if he's confused. (laughs) Yeah. Because if I remember correctly, she wanted to parlay, show us the secrets of the world, and then take her revenge. Possibly. If we can get to Philip, and you guys can buy me about a minute's time when we get to the exit of the manor, I could just teleport us somewhere else so we I'm not, don't necessarily need the fighter
2: this one yeah yeah we don't have to go in half cocked because half cocked is basically not cocked at all
1: no it's it's half cocked
2: right i'm just saying we can go about it smartly but i think it's something we need to do i mean like it's something that i really want to do because he's kind of the person that i'm like I'm supposed to marry and stuff, like for my family and stuff.
0: Corey, make a perception check.
4: <laughs> 13.
0: Spring Corey has just heard Gwen mention out of a window as you were walking along the street back towards the tavern that she's supposed to, you know. Mary and stuff.
4: Uh, Corey's gonna hop, skip, and jump over there. I, she can, she can face step in spring form, right? She yeah, like she, she chooses can
0: herself choose... as the thing that gets sent.
4: Right. Okay. So poof. Uh, pink petals and flowers everywhere.
2: Who hey, are you getting married to? Oh my god corey please don't do that <laughs>
1: there is the hum of arcane energy as calem brings his fist up towards corey
4: <gasps> sorry 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 uh-huh. i just i couldn't help myself I, <laughs> I, I, I i heard
2: welcome fucking back man we're just talking archon just told me that calem is in the moon tier manor I'm, right I'm sorry philip is in the moon tear manor
4: Oh, no. Oh, that's I'm, awful.
2: Right, and I'm just discussing a way that we can go about this, rescuing him after we do the tower thing.
4: Okay. Thoughts? Um, she, she's gonna— <laughs> Well, we should rescue him, of course. She's gonna look over at Calum and say, <sighs> Are we ready to face them?
3: No. No we're not. Then
4: if we can't fight them, then we need to outsmart them. The letter so just- says and she like digs around in her uh, belongings pops out with the letter that they received from the, uh, the, the the hag mother.
0: I can reread it if you would like. Yes, I please. Have it The letter states, Petulant children, you have attacked my daughters and brought their downfall with such consistency, I should be impressed. If you are reading this, I assume that you have come to this island in the hopes of freeing the Bronze Baron from my grandchild's grasp. Caleb, you would recognize that to be later. Ultimately, I would say this would be a commendable thing. To right your own wrongs takes a powerful will. A will that is necessary in the the times to come. The land is changing, and with it, as have I. I can feel it in my bones, and it would appear as though you had gleaned as much as well. Know that I have no ill will towards you, but when we meet, there will be recompense for the daughters you have taken from me. Of this I assure you. You already have the key to my home, you simply need knock thrice and I will show you the sickness that plagues Alira mother eldest.
1: So you're saying we have a chance. What I'm saying is is that
4: recompense doesn't necessarily mean death. What does it like I mean it can but honestly we just have to make nice
3: with her you're assuming oh, yes. that as soon as we walk in that she's
1: not immediately going to kill philip mm,
4: these types usually like to
1: monologue a bit first and we do have a track history of playing nice with hags you'll look over at Corey with a small smile
4: <laughs> well i can't say that it's the best track record but
3: no it's a horrible track record
4: no time like the present?
2: We're a lot stronger now than we were then, right? Are we, though? I mean, I feel stronger.
1: Capability-wise, maybe. Emotionally-wise, no. I think we're weaker for it.
2: Okay, let's, let's be
1: honest. And he will crouch down with. by his bag and start rummaging through it.
2: Cyber never- is
0: right there to help, given Sniffy's in the bag. I'll
1: toss some jerky.
2: So, I mean, like, if we need an army, we can fucking get an army. It's not going to take that much. I mean, okay, an army is, like, a strong word, but, like...
4: Hmm. We have an address. Why don't we send them a letter?
2: Can we do that? It, but it moves. Who would send it? Who would get there? Who's Amblefort? gonna go to a hag's house?
1: Ampleforth. But... Oh, I was gonna offer. I could. Well, I don't know her specifically, but I could try ascending.
4: I keep forgetting there's a wizard in the party. Could
3: God, you... it's so good to have you back, Caleb.
2: Could you I'm send not... her a message?
3: I'm not sure if sending would work because we nobody has ever been able to get in contact with Philip.
2: Well, yep. But it's hmm. a it's a new moon, right? So it's like made landfall. Does it stay there until it moves to the next place, or is it just one night?
0: It stays there until it moves to the next place.
2: Okay.
1: Because the inside of the house might be its own demiplane, which might conflict with the sending. Right. Uh, I could give it a shot tomorrow.
4: I don't want to make Phillips um, kidnapping seem less important. Because it's not. It's very important. But I did get some bad news from my father. Oh? Things aren't looking great in the Feywild. Oh. Which is to say, we should just try and be faster. And it's fortunate for us, because evidently my next season is in the same direction that we're already going.
2: I'm not going to get back to my tribe for a long time, am I? Who says we can't do it all? So, tower, fill up, stay wild? Like, I know, Arjun, I understand that this isn't what you want to do and you don't feel comfortable doing it. I'm not going to ask any of you guys to do this like if you're not comfortable, if you're not if you don't feel like it's the right thing to do or whatever. So I'm going to go. If I have to go alone, I understand. But this is something that I need to do.
4: I'm coming with you.
1: I owe each of you guys a favor. Tower, Corey, season.
3: Besides, if all the
4: hag wants is our lives, I've got a few to spare.
2: Hmm. Hey, I've never died, so.
1: Why would you speak that into existence?
2: Because she's a confident bitch. That's why. <laughs>
1: Uh, From the corner of the room, Calum stands, and he has an armful of writing supplies. He will toss them into the air, and they will float along with Farron's sword. Well, time to get ready, then.
3: Do we do the Feywild, or do we do the Manifest? Cole, do you have a way to get to the Feywild?
2: Yeah. Oh, we're
4: not going to the Feywild. No? We're just... <laughs> sorry. Wasn't clear. Um, two more seasons. And the next one, and she lifts the Corvid Skull, is in the same direction as the Tower. Tower. Cory season. Mana,
2: Are you sure, Arjan? i honestly, if you don't want to do it, I understand.
3: if we are all going to die or we'll get horribly traumatized by going after philip we're at least going to do it together
2: one kind of look who
1: you traumatize along the way
2: one <laughs> kind of looks at everyone like with a very like appreciative look and is like all right tower she writes down in a notebook tower.
5: All right.
3: Fuck all down time.
0: And with that, I think that's where we'll call it for tonight's session. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop by and join us for this wonderful excursion. We just finished our recovery arc oh that's crazy oh man we recovered so much to all of this hey so that just means that we're going to be starting a new arc next week so tune in to find out what that title's going to be i'm sure it won't be anything dm dm dm
4: dm do we level you do yeah see
0: look i give
1: you guys stuff it's fine hey rj where can we find you what do you do we might have recovered a lot but at what cost hi i'm rj you can catch me at rjustice2a2 at twitter and twitch uh you can find me here on sundays as hassan the 1t druid cleric of course in the hunger campaign on mondays as kalem the wizard the sharikai wizard cleric and on Tuesday, tomorrow, and Thursday in the AM. You can catch me over at the Hype Goblins channel, where I'll be playing Titus Valentine. We've gone to a court, and I think he's about to blow up a workshop. As you do. As you do. Well, so they're making a weapon, and we need to like slow the progress. So we're going to blow up one of the players' workshops. Also, you can find me on Thursday night over at G Game Night's channel, where I play Theo, a very sweet boy who's a gardener, who just wants to marry his fiance, but everyone keeps on getting in the fucking way. Get
2: Hi, I'm LB Hackamup, and I'm gonna be one of those people getting in the way on Thursday nights on G Game Nights. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can find me at LB Hackamup on the Twitters. Uh, I play pretty much every day Tomorrow, I was going to go see Lauren get a tattoo, but unfortunately, it didn't work out. So, I'm probably going to stream. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> but you can find me at LB Up on the Twitters and the Twitches. I play something every week. Unfortunately, this week we will not be doing Nerd Immersion's Rod of Seven Parts on Wednesday. But on Friday, we are having prom night on Encounter Roleplay. I bought a dress and everything, it's so cute. Um, and uh, for uh, our heroes game, uh, the heroes next door, uh, the mask system. Saturday I'll be dark, but Sunday I'll be playing on G game nights, doing our uh, very Buffy-inspired game uh, of um, uh, Monster of the Week, which I just I watch constantly, guys. I just over and over watch it. It's so good. Please go watch it. Uh, my lover has met my father and it's just oh it gave me so much life he's an empath by the way so we could feel all of his emotions it was so juicy um yeah and then to move annihilation after that and uh that's me donate hoi
3: i'm cyber you can find most of the things i do cyberwolf1201.live or at jabroni.tv uh there's 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 twitter i ship post. i tweet about stuff I do Tal'Dorei and Exandria conversions on the Patreon. That should have more stuff soon. Uh, I have Twitch. I play games badly and talk about lore. Right now I'm talking about SpongeBob and playing SpongeBob, so that's fun. That's a fun little break from Final Fantasy. Uh, And uh, what's not on there, of course, are the games that I'm in. So here on Monday I play Arjan, the Draconian fighter and on Thursday I play Arjan, the Draconian fighter and also the DM of Tyrant Security. Uh if you uh if you really want to if you want to impact that game, figure out how how you can do that cuz uh you can. Uh you should look at the Patreon and look at the the giveaway that we're doing cuz uh yeah you could uh you could possibly see some see some of your ocs make your way into that campaign it's a good time uh that's all i'm doing for now but keep keep your keep your ear holes unclogged to
4: Speaking of Danae Keener.com, hi everybody, I'm Danae Keener. You can find me at danaekeener.com. I do nerdy drawings mostly related to D&D and a lot of things on this channel. I play as Coriander, the elegant Paladin on Mondays, and on Sundays I play as Baz, the Drow Rogue Fighter. danaekeener.com.
0: And if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey, Acorns, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the Indoor Adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures. We do shows like this, as you've heard, Monday and Thursday at 5.30 PM Pacific Standard Time, as well as on Sundays at 7 o'clock PM Pacific Standard Time. We got our homebrew game, we got our Acquisitions Incorporated in the homebrew setting, Tyrant Security game, and then we got Tomb of Annihilation. It's a blast. I, I mean, not just as the showrunner, but I would recommend you guys check out the channel. It's Check out the games. They're pretty cool. Uh, but right now, we are going to be going into our Patreon-supported after show called Knights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community. So before we sign off, I would like to say once more, thank you to everybody who decided to stop on by. Thank you to these players for once again putting up with my bullshit this week. And we'll see all of you guys next time. All right, everybody.
5: Bye-bye!